The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is Rutherford Issues, hitting right at what matters most to all of us here in the heart of Tennessee. From Murfreesboro to Smyrna, Eagleville to Laverne, Leanna to Barfield, and everywhere in between. If it matters to you, you'll hear about it in the next hour here on Rutherford Issues. Now your host, Brian Barrett. Well, we're filling in for Brian today. Brian is uh, wrapping up his vacation extravaganza. Uh, He's going to the world's top beaches over the past week. Do you believe that? I don't know, but... (laughs) I mean, he's a How did you describe that that vacation? Uh, it just extravaganza. Extravaganza, yeah. yeah he's he's an extravagant person. So yeah. That's what, Nate what, Williams that you hear in the background hey, on this uh, day before the 4th of July. It's a busy day for us. I would imagine. Yep. Probably one of your biggest attractions of the year is happening yeah. tomorrow. You know, as far as events, it's the biggest one that we have. We partner with the Fountains. Uh, but the 4th of July is sponsored uh, by Middle Tennessee Electric. The whole event, the band, the fireworks, everything. So we say it's the 4th of July celebration under the stars powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. We have just a great relationship with them and are thankful for them. Something I woke up thinking about this morning, I was really thankful for our police department. So realistically, we have, in Parks and Recreation, we'll have maybe 10 people working tomorrow because we hosted at the Fountains. Scott Gravy and his team do a great job helping. But we've probably 10 people working tomorrow. Our police department will have over 30 officers working tomorrow. So they do a lot of that legwork, and we really, really appreciate them being there to make sure that everybody can have a really fun and safe time. Now, what time does it all begin? So we'll start with music at 4 o'clock, like DJ music. Uh, The restaurants will be open. We have food that will be available. Um, They'll have some vendors. Uh, and just be a good time. The fountain, the the splash pad will be on. There'll be some cornhole out and stuff like that. But the main attraction will start right at 730. Uh, we'll have um, Kanan Smith, who is a really well-known country singer. Uh, we're lucky to have him, and he's going to start us off at 730 and take us all the way to the fireworks at 9 o'clock. So we need to be there. What time should we be there? Should we get you know, there a little early? To- I think people can make their way. There's always going to be, you know, if you get there late, it's going to be difficult to find a parking spot. And Medical Center will be cut down between Thompson and Broad Street uh, at 8.30. So you won't be able to get in after 8.30. So if nothing else, you got to get there by 8.30 and find a place to park. And we ask, we have so many good partners and businesses around there that do so much for the community. Uh, but we just ask, if, if you use somebody's parking area, just please clean up when you leave. Uh, just don't be a hindrance to them the next morning because they leave those open for the people to be able to really enjoy the fireworks. Yeah, they are really good neighbors to do that. They are. Yeah, absolutely. Now, will the fireworks be pretty high up in the air again this year? So if you can't make yeah. it in that close, you can still see. Yeah. Remember the year that we did this uh, yeah. in 2020 and we did it all remote and we just saw fireworks. I think, where did you see it? You saw it from the county garage. I was on the garage, yeah. yeah. And Brian was down there with you Yep. At, next to the fire department. So it's a great area to be able to just, uh, it's a little bit low. You can see it for uh, many miles away. Yeah. With, we have another really big show. It'll be about 20 to 25 minutes and some big fireworks. Looking forward to that. They'll go it, boom. This is a tradition. <laughs> it I is. Mean, you really started. <laughs> it, it, we're fortunate. It's something that started years ago, but for us to be able to you know, continue that, our council and our, our administration believe in really doing something like this, this is, it really just celebrates America and what it means to be an American. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also celebrating the great work of the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department. You, are, you guys love what you're doing, obviously. We uh, love what we do. We have a lot of passionate people. I've been... Had the opportunity uh, last week at a, a gathering uh, to see a lot of our team, and it's just fun to be able to work with a group of people that are passionate uh, and people that care, and that's a legacy that's happened for many, many years. And two of those people are with us this morning. They are. Uh, but they will not be with us tomorrow because they're retiring yeah, today. The, this is a tough one. I love these people uh, dearly. Uh, it's two of the most loyal and dedicated people I've ever had the opportunity to work with, Bart. Uh, and I really mean that, and it's going to be tough to see them go. We've got Melinda Tate, who's been with us. How many years have you been? Twelve? Uh, Twelve. Go Twelve on. years. Uh, started off on the Greenway, and she's been best known for doing all of our marketing uh, for the past many years and has just been kind of a right-hand person for me. And we've done a lot of events together and have had a lot of fun, a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights setting up and uh, stuff. So Melinda's going to be gone. This is her last day, and she's got her special guest with us this morning. This is Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. 
good to have you here. Today. <laughs> she's taking Charlie's it all got in. She's got a, <laughs> so, pops, uh, a lollipop. Yeah, <laughs> she's listening very intently. That's right. So, <laughs> I think she's a little bit skeptical of me right now. But we also have Steve Toombs. Um, Hi, Steve. Hey, how you doing? Steve uh, has been with our department for 42 years. Wow. Um, Steve has, was here in the Duff days. What did you call it? A du- D- you were, uh, Duffers. You were the Duffer, right? A lot of employees called the Duffers, yes. So. Ray Duffy. Ray Duffy. Ray Duffy was the first director of our department, and I think, you know, after him. Do you know where he was before that? Boston, right? WGNS. Oh, WGNS. I'm sorry. But he came from Boston, right? Yeah, he came from he did the ball games. Yeah, okay. So yeah. he worked for WGNS, and they still I wish I to be the rec director. I could have heard that. Yeah. But our, our department's changed a lot, and Steve has seen that in his 42 years. And a lot of the culture, a lot of uh, where we are as department, honestly, uh, goes back to Steve and his hard work. Steve leads our maintenance division. And uh, Steve is one of the most loyal and dedicated people I've ever had the opportunity to work with. He answers the phone nights and weekends, uh, holidays, always finds a way to get it done and does a great job leading his team. And I just wanted to bring them on uh, just to tell these people that are here, thank you. And uh, it's just been a blessing to have them and big shoes to fill. I don't know if we can really ever fill them. Oh, you couldn't. couldn't do that. But uh, just exciting to see people moving on with their life and enjoying uh, the next phase. Yeah, I picked up Steve this morning. He didn't know where we were going, and he got really excited. <laughs> I thought I was getting a free dinner or something. <laughs> yeah, I said, you're not getting a Rolex. You're, you're getting to come on the radio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for all the kind words tonight. I appreciate that. It's a, it's a unique day for our department. We've grown so much, uh, Bart. We're you know a staff of 300. Uh, you know, we've got 2,000 acres. We've got a lot of facilities that we have the opportunity to manage, and we couldn't do it without the support of our council and our administration, but also the hardworking uh, people that we get to work with every single day. Oh, they do a great job. You mentioned Ray Duffy. Back when he started, he was the only one, and he had one part-timer. Is that right? Who was that? Oh. Hollis Harris. That does go way back. Yeah. So... Uh, so Steve it's changed 300 now. Steve goes way back. You remember when they were building Cannonsburg, right? Yes. And you probably helped build Cannonsburg, didn't you? No, that was like 1977, if I get that right. Right. But right after that, I worked part-time, and I worked at Oakland's uh, uh, Little League mm-hmm. back in the day. And then it came on part-time from 77 to 1981 when Mr. Duffy retired. I got a full-time job in maintenance, and I've been here ever since. Well, you must enjoy what you're doing. I really did. And he was a great mentor to us. I watched how he worked with the people and the good work ethic he had. And I took that and took it to me to do things like that in my career. So he was a good guy to do, you know, learn from. Now, uh, Melissa, you got you and your late husband got the, the race started, the Murfreesboro Half Marathon. Yeah, the, the middle half. Middle half. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it went on for 15 years. And uh, hopefully there are a lot of runners and some people that got a little bit healthy because of that. Well, I know you always talked about the great advantage of this being a flat area, giving people an opportunity to sort of feel their way into uh, running. Yeah, yeah. Murfreesboro is uh, unique because it's so flat. It made a, a perfect first race people and it also for people that wanted to um, improve their race time they were able to get faster because Mm -hmm. it's such a flat course and your daughter was involved in that creation too she was actually the one that that started it Um, she got tired of of my husband miles saying there should be a half marathon in (laughs) in this town and she said, I'm just tired of you saying that. I'm going to start one. So that's, you know, we looked at each other and said, well, why not? Why not? <laughs> and it went on. And it was in famous. It's famous for what it did. Mm-hmm. I think what the middle half did, more than anything, it really created a community. If you're on Facebook, you see lots of different running groups. Yeah. And they were all really, I think, started and got connected by the middle half and really grew that community exponentially. Do you think this is more of a running community? than other places. I mean, I start seeing we have races all the time here. You know, there are runners all over the world, and uh, I'm just glad that Murfreesboro is one of those locations that we do have a good, healthy running community. Very definitely. Now, one of the things that's not quite running, but uh, it does use your legs, 
that is something that's uh, getting popular this time of the year, the mountain bike trail. Yeah, it's uh, that's popular all year long. Okay. And uh, the next stop we're going to make, Steve, is we're going to stop and get you a mountain bike. So when you're, uh, you know, when you're retired, you can go mountain bike every day. And then so, he'll yeah. show you, give you a lesson today. Yeah, that's so, yeah. You'll have to show me where to, yeah. where to go in that trail. I hadn't seen that one yet. It's it's a great trail. We're fortunate; it's been open for several years now. But we've got eight miles of trail at the backside of Barfield Crescent uh, Park. Uh, and it's something, yeah, and we tell people all the time that uh, you can ride up, make sure you have your helmet, make sure you have the mm-hmm. right equipment to be on there because it's a pretty technical trail. Yeah. Um, now, what does that mean? Technical uh, lots of rocks. Lots of rocks. <laughs> and it's so. not that far from the uh, emergency room. The new emergency <laughs> it's not. It's pretty close. So, yeah, so you want to make sure you have the right equipment, the right type of bike you want to go by. Uh, maybe Moab here in town. Uh, yeah. They know exactly what you need for that trail and be able to get you set up and then always wear a helmet. That's what we ask. And then this time of year, it's grown up quite a bit just for the summer. So it's not as popular. I'd say our fall time is the most popular for mountain biking. A little hot right there. It's hot. The wind doesn't blow as much in the woods. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I bet the Burrow Beach, I drove by the Burrow Beach the other day, and it was packed. Talking about a very popular amenity. I was there the other day. I think we've hit capacity just about every single day. Uh, And our staff out there is just doing a tremendous job getting thousands of people in and keeping everybody safe. It's a big job. We've got about 60 lifeguards who... Uh, work diligently. Our aquatic superintendent Kyle Goss uh, n- really trains and just nonstop with these folks to make sure that everybody can have a safe time. I know my wife and kids have been out there a few times already this summer. Now, can can you go swimming on the Fourth of July? I know you've got the fireworks. Is your entire staff working on that, or will the Borough Beach be? Borough open? Beach will be open. So we open at ten o'clock. We'll be open till four thirty. Uh, so once you get done at the Borough Beach, you can come on over to the fountains and. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day but we'll have a big time uh, expect a lot of people out for the fourth of july now a lot of people have not been to the patterson community center pool but that's inside so it doesn't matter what time of the year you can enjoy yeah, that you get that same experience 365 365 days a year so but yeah the the borough beach is uh, it's fun on the fourth of july i think a lot of times we'll let the lifeguards wear their own swimsuits and stuff like that so it's a little bit more of a festive atmosphere yeah. But I remember going back to the old days. That's where I started, you know, when I was 16 as a lifeguard. And we always looked forward to working. I didn't realize you started as a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At my goal, my wife loves this goal, and I'm joking. She hates this goal. But <coughs> so far, I've been able to work. I've had the opportunity to work every single 4th of July since I was 16. And I said that, that I want to make sure that goes all the way until I retire at some point. Yeah. And that's my goal. My wife's like, you really, that doesn't have to be a goal. You can spend a 4th of July with us if you want to. Well, I've heard that story before, uh, <laughs> yeah. but with different topics. Right, on, right. Because radio is one of those things that, whether it's the 4th of July or Christmas, we're open. Yep. So, uh, but that's, I, you love what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, what our park system, something I'm always proud of is that we're open 365 days a year. Um, you know, people, even on Christmas Day, utilize our trails, you know, go into our parks. And I think Steve has firsthand experience of what that looks like to make sure that they stay open, to make sure people have that accessibility. And I just go back to Steve and his mindset. It's always a can-do attitude, and uh, we appreciate that to make sure we can provide these parks really uninhibited to the community, the people who reside in Murfreesboro, and the people visiting Murfreesboro as well. Steve, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. You've been in the parks and recreation field here uh, for 42 years, is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, in those 42 years, is there any moment or moments that have just stood out in your mind and let you know, I made the right choice? Hmm. I think using our, the people that we chose in our staff, surround ourselves with good people, that, that's, I always take a step back and look, and we're all one team pulling on a rope together. Um, that and I think of like the days of Oakland Pool back when it was open. Remember that one? I do. Yeah, and I had a lot, and that's one of the first places I used to work at back in the day. And I kept the pool up and vacuumed it and all that, and uh, stuff like you know watching the community uh, enjoy our parks. When I drive by McKnight or Starplex or Barfield and all the people out there, and people even in the parks at Kid Castle and the parks of their uh, Miracle Field. Just a community using all the resources that we have with the Parks and Recreation. That puts a smile on my face that we're doing a good job. Oh, very definitely. Mm-hmm. We are so fortunate. Uh, this community is growing, but it's growing in a positive way. I think much uh, to the credit of Murfreesboro Parks 
and recreation. I think we have a great department. Very, definitely. very good. Now, and I don't even work for it, <laughs> but I enjoy what you do. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, our, our our two organizations have had the opportunity to work together so many times on different pro- you know projects. I think our values are very similar. Uh, so we always appreciate all you do to help us get the word out and even partner on some events. Well, we're proud of Murfreesboro Parks. Now, Melinda, I can't let this moment go away because you've been involved with so many things with Parks and Rec and things prior to this is not your first chance to uh, promote Murfreesboro. Uh, what, as you look back over your life, what are you happiest with? Was there any one moment that you said to yourself, I'm really glad I got into doing this? Well, you know, I think Parks and Rec is kind of like volunteering and getting paid for it. <laughs> so I think I ended up at the right place to be able to do marketing for a fun, fun job, a fun organization. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who would not want to do this job? <laughs> and I, you've mentioned that before, Nate. Uh, you've, you've talked about how people go to work and and they're having a fun time you know what we say is that you know our some of our uncompromising values is our facilities need to be clean safe and fun and one of the other things is that if we're not having fun at what we do as staff as employees the people who are visiting our parks or our facilities or participating our programs they're not having fun either so uh i think it's okay to have fun at work i think it's okay to have good relationships with the people you work with and value each other you know uh at a, at a high level, and um, we have a lot of people that I'm, I'm really thankful for. And we have a special day today because we have these two great leaders in the community who are going to retire and enjoy some other things in life. Uh, and, and while they're doing that, you're getting ready for another phase uh, with Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department. You have another park on the horizon. You have tremendous expansion at the soccer field, I yeah. mean, who would have thought that uh, we would have the Tennessee, what is it, Soccer Association? Yeah, we have the Tennessee State Soccer Association that now calls Richard Siegel's Soccer Complex home, and we partner with them uh, for a lot of events. But we've got a lot of projects coming. Blackman Park's going to be coming. We're working with our designer uh, on the early phase to make that happen. Uh, so that'll be off of Veterans, about a mile down from Kroger. Uh, and then we got a lot of renovation projects that are really on the, the horizon. Uh, we got our final design process for our first skate park uh, that we're going to have. Uh, council just approved on Thursday night to go ahead and start designing, and they've already funded a renovation of the original ball field at Old Fort Park. Uh, we're about to renovate the um, uh, the original eight tennis courts, ten, tennis courts at Old Fort Park, and then we're going to expand parking at Patterson Park Community Center, and also add, add in a new playground and splash, uh, splash pad there as well. So wow. we've got a lot of things. It's a lot of things. We're, we're very, very fortunate. Now look around at different communities uh, that maybe struggle a little bit to get things, to do these things, and we, we don't have that challenge. We have a, a council that believes in what we do and the reason that we do it and the mission you know, behind what that brings to our community. So uh, we express that all the time. We've been given, been trusted with a lot. We can't really, you know, uh, we've got to take that and cherish that. Now, I can look at your skateboard park that you're talking about, and I can remember uh, Scott's not up here to defend himself, but as a kid, he was always wanting to build one of those in our backyard. Yeah. Thank goodness that did not happen. And now now he can just come to Old Fort Park. I, I'm Him and his kids I, and grandkids and everybody. What, what are you going to do with some 40-something-year-old man out there uh, taking up all the space uh, with a skateboard? Wish him luck and enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you there are a bunch of others like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I think mm-hmm. skateboarding and that type of activity really is used by a lot of people all ages. We had yeah. several public input meetings, and we had people of all ages, all backgrounds come and very excited about it. And tell us, where is that going to be, and, and when do you think it'll be open? Sure. So we're really in our final design process. Our local designer worked with a consultant to uh, really ma- maximize what we're going to have. But it's at Old Fort Park where the original two pavilions were, if you remember, that were torn down about six mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Uh, we already have parking out there, uh, so it's a perfect place for it. Uh, and we'll probably break ground in the fall is really what I'm thinking. So I think uh, a September, October groundbreaking. Fantastic. So yeah. maybe by next summer? 
Oh, absolutely. By next summer, I think uh, we're in a, it'd probably be like a five month construction process. It's it's pretty efficient to build. So, uh, yeah, we're excited about that. We'll wow. know more once we get through the final planning process and then have it design. You know, uh, construction construction documents and everything ready to go. So, and that's going to be at the old Fort Park. <coughs> yes. Yeah. So, and that's really becoming a, a tremendous place. It is with the Adams Tennis Complex, the golf and course, golf course, yeah. and just. The kids' castle is kids still castle. big. It's great. It's, and, and it's really was our capstone park too. You know, it was built in the late seventies. You know, it was the first big investment the city made in a park system. So, it, it's uh, something that we're just trying to keep up and make sure it can be enjoyed for generations to come. Melinda, one thing that you had a big hand in at that park was the art show. Oh, Which, yes. That's, hopefully that's going to continue. Oh, absolutely. The Greenway Art Festival, our um, cultural arts division at Parks and Rec has taken that over, and and they have run with it. They are just, you know, making it a, a one step better. Everything just keeps getting better and better. And it really does. It's exciting to see that happening. You know, Steve was here when we built Kids Castle working. Mm, yeah, Steve, you've told me before about the experience of building Kids Castle. That was kind of all hands on deck experience, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It took them. They had a goal of about get it done in a week. So the community came out. Everybody had a certain job to do, and believe it or not, they got they met their goal of getting it done during that week. I remember it well. It was a lot of hard work, but everybody worked together in the community, and we got it done. I, I couldn't believe seeing that happening yeah. that way because those people did not know anything about building a kid's castle or a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. But they would have somebody who taught you how to do this mm-hmm. and somebody else would teach you how to do that and you'd put it together and it worked. It was amazing, yeah. I, yeah. I, watched it, I was doing the bobcat work and stuff and, and it was like, man, they, they but they managed to meet the goal and got it done within that time frame. There's a lot of people in the community that did the work there work together and that's what made it special I think. yeah that's what i yeah i think so too that's one of those projects that uh, murfreesboro that was one of your really strong community mm-hmm. projects yeah murfreesboro is exceptional i think the community comes together in so many unique ways so um it's fascinating to see how lucky we are now you mentioned a little while ago the blackman uh park over in the blackman community uh tell us about that Yes, yeah, so we, we're working now. We've got a proposal in from a, a designer that we're going to be working with. Uh, we're going to be taking that to council soon to approve the design process and get you know rolling. I think what people can expect out of this park is really a community park. You know what you think of as far as pavilions, playgrounds, trails, and stuff like that. So we haven't uh, began designing it, but we know exactly kind of what we want it to look like, and I think it's going to be something great that people are going to be pleased with. We've been charged by the mayor to really get going and push to get it done. It's something he's really wanting us to work on, and we're, we're doing the best we can. How many acres will that be? There's 160 out there. So, so And some of it will be used for, like, city services, a potential school in the future. You know, there's a lot of areas that won't serve necessarily best as a park, but will be used for future city services and other things like that. Let me ask you this, because I remember one time you were on the radio talking about that park several years ago. And and you mentioned about the soccer stadiums. Yeah. And you started, and, and, and then he started talking about building hotels. And I thought, what in the world is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm wondering, after that moved over to Siegel, yep. will there be hotels on the horizon at that exit once that comes into being? I, I could see we need more hotels in this community. Our, our development services team are constantly looking for opportunities for that. Uh, Sam Huddleston over at City Hall in the city manager's office. Uh, some things that we've always talked about because we have these big events. You know, we'll have 140 teams at Siegel for the weekend, and there's just not enough hotels. People are having to stay in Smyrna or even further away. So hotels are a priority, and that's something uh, that's uh, of utmost importance. Now, when you look at some of those things, uh, you were telling at that time about, I think it was two or 300 full nights a year, and I thought, Goodness 20, gracious. 20,000 room nights is what we yeah. estimate that uh, just this partnership with Tennessee State Soccer and then the renovations at the complex will bring in Murfreesboro. And I think that's a low estimate. And we can't have those new hotels until they create the exit going on to Cherry Lane. It's all one big piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I think that's the goal and that they're constantly working toward to figure out how to make it more accessible uh, and make sure Murfreesboro just flows the you know best way it can. From that back soccer field, mm-hmm. 
uh, how far is it to I-840? I mean, how much land do you need, and do you have most of it? You know, I'd have to let somebody else answer that as far as that's really not in my wheelhouse. I know we're close, and I know that's going to be, you know, mimic almost what like a gateway area could look like and the accessibility to the north side of town. But I'm not sure about the property acquisition and the design of that. I just know where we play a part in it from a soccer complex, we need, you know, a lot more of the services on that side of town. Well, we're looking forward to that. Looking at some uh, future things. Uh, any project? I've always had a fascination with the Black Cat Cave, yeah, which is part of Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. Uh, what's the future of that? You know, right now, preserve it. We've partnered with MTSU, uh, and they helped us out in just making sure that we can protect what's in there. So uh, it's one of those things that we know that there's something significant, and we've invested the, the the resources to make sure we can protect that and study that, and uh, continue to partner with uh, with. MTSU on that. No, no imminent plans to really doing any demonstration work out there or interpretive work at this moment. Okay, because it, it has so much to do with our history as well as uh, and, and as our history from the thirties, uh, twenties, and thirties, yeah, even before that, and as then well. way before that, yeah, thousands of years before that. <laughs> wow. And Steve, you remember the Black Cat Cave from the seventies and eighties, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't have a gate on there back then. People just they had a little door on there, but you just go in there. And, yeah, I took my it, kids and, 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 and see yeah. it once. And it was always so cold in there. It could be 90-something outside, and then you go in there, it's like 70 degrees in there. I think that was one of the attractions when it was a night spot. Yeah. That was back before air conditioning, and they had natural air conditioning. Yeah, it used to be a bar, I guess. Well, speakeasy. Yeah, speakeasy. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you can see the, where the kitchen was on the right and everything. But yeah, it goes way. And I've even had a picture where there's the front of it actually had structure on there, like somebody lived in there. I, I had noticed. I had not seen that picture until uh, just recently. The, oh yeah, I, t- I kept it's kept the one that. that's labeled Rainbow Cave. If you look yeah. it up, if people want to see what it looked like, do Rainbow Cave, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Rainbow Cave. Okay, is that right? And that's how you find that picture. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation. A lot of people don't realize you also have the Walter Hill park or yeah. whatever you want to call that walter hill park we're about to go through some renovations out there in the parking area do some stormwater improvements we know it's really bumpy the asphalt needs to be repaired so we're going to gut all of that add some parking and stabilize the bank uh, and maybe realign the entrance of where it comes in to make traffic ingress and egress a little bit easier that's a big historical spot too that was yes. our first electricity out there wasn't it I'm, I don't. I don't know all the details of the origins of Walter Hill, Steve. You might know better than I. Uh, I remember they used to have go kart races out there. Remember that? I don't remember the go kart. Yeah, races. I remember as a child in the '60s, driving yeah. driving by Walter Hill where the dam is, uh-huh. and they had a go kart race thing there in the okay. front. Okay, that was a long, long time ago. Was it back toward the back? No, it was up at the front. It was okay. actually as you pull off of uh, what's that two thirty one yeah. north. It was. It was, you know, remember the old bridge that was right there? I do that remember the bridge, yeah. Wasn't it? <laughs> it you get two cars going over that thing. But, yeah, I remember as a child back then they had, uh, that's where I learned how to swim at, back in there. You know, one of the places you could go if you didn't go to a public pool, you went to Walter Hill and swam. Yeah. And, and of course, now I look at it as the Greenway. Yep. That mm-hmm. is, it's so amazing. Our Greenway is, uh, that area gives you a whole different look at a greenway versus one of the other parts of yeah, it. Yeah, the river right there is just great. It's uh, a beautiful, really shaded canopy yeah. uh, trail. So this time of year when it's hot, it's a good place to walk. You also have the switchback that goes right from Walter Hill that's a little bit more challenging. Gets your heart pumping a little bit. That's beautiful area. Yeah. Over there. That's, that's where I walked yesterday. It's nice and shaded and, you know, good place to walk. We're going to pause for just a moment, then we will be back and continue the conversation We're looking at uh, some of the fun things about Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department. And this is the time of the year to really get out and enjoy. Uh, And don't forget the big uh, celebration under the stars tomorrow night. We'll remind you about that some more. Stay with us. Good Neighbor Talk covers issues you won't hear anywhere else. They're local issues. WGNS. 
a.m. FM, FM online. All right, fellas, June is National Men's Health Month, which is a good time to remind you to take care of your health. I recommend going to Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health. Making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. City Tile and Floor Covering is a family business. We have a lot of wonderful options to show the customers different ways. Oh, wow, flooring can be done. Enjoy the experience of picking out their wow selections, the flooring of their dreams. I am Andrew Young, and I would like to invite you to do business with our family at City Tile and Floor Covering. Make your house a showplace. Give your house a new face. Make your house a wow house. City Tile and Floor. City Tile. Turn to Turner Security. Hey, it's Brian Barrett. Here at the radio station, we needed a security solution to keep the staff safe while also giving us some flexibility with guests entering the building. I've tried to find a solution for years, met countless representatives, and they all said it can't be done. That is, until I turned to Turner Security. Not only is it done, it's done right. For your home or business, take it from me. Turner Security is the only place I'd turn. Turn to Turner Security. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops a high in the low 90s. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a low near 67. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 80. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. All that's news, your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Hey, welcome back. This is our pre-Independence Day edition. <laughs> and, of course, uh, tomorrow is the big celebration yeah. under the stars. You know something, Bart? We were just talking off air, and they chose Steve and Melinda decided to retire on July 3rd. And I think it's just so they didn't have to work on the 4th. I'm putting it together now. That is correct. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> it worked out that way. It just happened to be that way. Yeah. See, there's your answer on not working on the 4th. I know. Right? Yeah, that was never one of my goals, to never. work every 4th of July. <laughs> she worked a lot of them. Yes. I saw something written up. I think the mayor had put this in a proclamation that uh, you're not eligible for retiring until you reach age 83. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Unfortunately, I love what I do. It's a lot of fun. So Now, once again, for people who just tuned in, the Celebration Under the Stars is tomorrow night. What time again should we be yep. there? I would say we start music. There'll be some food trucks, uh, different vending opportunities there at 4 o'clock at the fountains. Uh, and then uh, the music, our concert starts at 730. Okay. Uh, and it's all free, too. It's all free. Yeah, can't beat the price. You really no. can't. But it's at 730. It's Kanan Smith as an artist. He's a great artist. Um, and th- this whole thing is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. We're thankful for their sponsorship. We're able to really step up our game from a fireworks standpoint and from a uh, from a musician standpoint. We really have some, you know, if you looked up Kanan Smith, he's pretty really popular oh, guy, yeah. really popular Very guy. Cool. So that wouldn't be possible without the help from Middle Tennessee Electric, and we certainly appreciate their, their help. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing, too, we have not touched on, and that's Movies Under the Stars. Movies Under the Stars. Every week. Yeah. yeah. And that was back... Hollis Harris got that one going. Yeah, one of the first original programs for the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreations Department still running. Uh, and our, it's really been something they've stepped up their game. They're doing live music before uh, the, the the movie, and the movies are great this year. And uh, we're, we're excited to bring it. Hollis used to be on the radio regularly to share... 
some of the early memories, early back when we were uh, 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Not real early for him, but uh, he talked about how they would go around with a movie camera the week before. They did Movies Under the Stars, I think, one night a week or something. And he would go around and just take candid shots of people doing stuff, kids playing in the streets, doing different things. That was back before they had videotapes and stuff right. like that. And they the kids had never seen themselves. Oh, wow. Uh, and so they would show those on the big screen yeah. before movies under the stars. That's awesome. A I didn't big, realize they did that. A big draw. We used the same movie wagon that we would you know, take from place to place for how long, Steve? For years and years and years until we replaced it. Yeah, probably 30 um, or 40 years. Yeah, because it had been going movie. over 50 years, yeah. if I remember right, when he was doing over 50 oh, years. 50, wow. Yeah, as a child in the 60s, I remember going to McFadden School and watching movies under the stars way back then. And it's one of those things, too, Movies Under the Stars, and I don't have the, the exact locations in front of me, but those can be found at MurfreesboroParks.com. Uh, but it's we do it uh, uh, five nights a week, and it's completely free at various sites, so uh, there's no they, reason not to get out and have a good time. These are family movies, too. They're yes. family movies, absolutely. So, and we partner with the Fountains as well. Uh, the Fountains, they have a great recreation area, and we, mm-hmm. the owner, Scott Gravy, and his team, we've collaborated many times to be able to you know, do fun stuff there. So we do it there on Saturday nights and put the movie on there. And, and movies nowadays, you're able to find the movies that fit with the families. I remember Hollis Harris. Have you ever? Did you ever meet him? I did not meet Hollis Harris. No. He. I would go to and take our kids to some of his movies. Oh wow! And he was so concerned that the wrong word or the wrong thought would get out that you would be watching a movie and all of a sudden there'd be silence. Yeah. He would pull the speaker on and then plug it back. <laughs> he knew exactly oh, wow. where it was, and he. Uh, he watched out for the kids. The way the movie industry is now, we're able to bring movies that were really just in theaters or new releases a lot yeah. quicker. You used to have to wait, you know, two years at least to be able to show them. But we're showing stuff that was in the theater months ago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for free at Movies Under the Stars. And the popcorn and ice, uh, the ices. The ices and everything. We've got snacks at a very affordable rate and uh, sometimes have food trucks. So it, it's a good time. Yeah. And just bring a, a blanket or a chair or something and sit on the ground and, uh, or in the back of your car. And we, we promise it won't wagon. rain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> what, I, I didn't know what you I said. And we promise it won't rain. Oh, every, okay. Yeah, every single time. Well, so. and, and if, if it does rain, bring an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> we back it up if it rains a little bit. Sometimes we have to call movies under the stars. But if you ever want information on what we do, um, you can go to our Facebook page uh, and you know, subscribe to that page and you know, like it so you can see what's going on. Or always go to MurfreesboroParks.com and you can see the whole uh, variety of things that we have going on in the department. Now, for people who are looking for a job, and as Melinda says, it's hard to believe you get to do this and they pay you for it because you feel like you're having yep. fun. It, it feels like I'm volunteering and having a. a it's fun. Um, planning things for other people to have fun too mm-hmm. so uh yeah it's uh, i get great enjoyment out of that now are there some positions if somebody's listening right now and they're saying to themselves i would like to have that kind of job where it makes me feel like i'm having fun and playing and i get paid for it too uh what what do they need to do yeah just go to the city's website murfreesboro.tn.gov and go to jobs we are always hiring positions, uh, and there might be entry level. Some might be higher level, like Stephen Melinda's job that they vacated. We've just recently hired for, um, but we've got jobs all the time. People want to get in our department. There's, uh, you can start really anywhere and really absorb the culture, absorb the work ethic, see what the mission and vision is of not only our department but what the city is as a whole. And there's always opportunity to move up. There's several people, you know, like I said, I started when I was 16. We've got. Uh, another person on our leadership team, uh, Kyle Goss, who's our aquatic su- superintendent, he started when he was 17. So there's a lot of people that got in and have just stayed and really enjoyed it. And they get to do all of those fun things like the uh, uh, polar bear plunge yeah. and uh, the puppy plunge. and All the fun things. And I think Bart Fight probably started when he was 
I think he got on full time in 1978. We looked it up. Wow. Yeah. So Bart okay. Fight. Yeah. No plans on retiring. He's going to no, stay. He's, I think he was another one that I saw on the mayor's list. Oh yeah, yeah. He's I think the, it was ninety something. Like I, always, I always say Bart's the patriarch of Parks and Recreation. Yes, he's yeah. got to stay. Well, especially on uh, the Polar Bear Plunge because he's got all the outfits. I'm just lucky that Bart didn't fire me the few times he probably <laughs> should have when I was 16 and 17 <laughs> years old. It might have been a different story for yours truly. Well, as you look at some of the things that are ahead for Parks and Rec, uh, any plans on more expansion of the greenways? We're always looking. Uh, I think we are working right now on our greenway, blueway, bikeway master plan uh, revision. So the original one came in 2013, and we're working with a firm right now to revise what that looks like based on what existing roads or new trails and everything. So. Uh, we've got some public engagement coming up with that, and we'll show that, what that looks like. But we're always looking to uh, expand what we have. Our Greenway is our most popular, if you call it a linear park, our most popular venue that we have. Okay, so that's uh, that's probably going to happen. Uh, where would you put the next? Where? There's a lot of ways. We've got to connect uh, several pieces right now. So we're looking okay. at connection opportunities, how to get out to Seagull, from Seagull to Walter Hill. Uh, that type of connection is what we're looking right now. And then what it looks like to grow. You know, one of the things I think I would like to see uh, in my time here is I want to see us be able to continue uh, the North Murfreesboro Trail all the way to Smyrna and then eventually Smyrna to Metro so we can connect uh, this bike and running trail all the way down. Uh, but that would take a partnership with the city, the county, uh, the the state, and the federal government, honestly. So it's a goal of us. Uh, I think everybody's got a big goal to make that connection at some point. Do any other states have facilities like that? There's some that have it. I think this would be something really unique. But if you talk to uh, Smyrna officials, if you talk you know, to people across the board, everybody sees what could be there because there's so much Corps of Engineers property, and that's what we build the North Murfreesboro Trail on. Uh, it's just laying there. It's ready for us to do it, and we just need to be, you know, make the path to ha- make it happen. Now, we hear a lot about Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department uh, outgrowing its old office which is a house uh, right there at the beginning of Barfield Crescent Park, and that you have a new office. But I just keep hearing about it, but yeah. I don't see you moving. We're not moving yet. And to call it a, an office is really gracious of you. It is a house. It's the, the house at the uh, entrance of Barfield Crescent Park that we're kind of crammed in from our administrative staff. But, yeah, it's happening. We're moving off of 2140 North Thompson Lane. Uh, it was a privately owned uh, business complex. It's two stories. So if you look at it, we're going to have the left side of the building and the fire department, who we love, we get to work with all the time. They're going to have the right side of the building. So so you'll have fire trucks out there yeah, and parks just, vehicles, yeah, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the one thing we said is, you know, turning left out of there at 430 or 5 might be difficult. But the fire department, they don't seem worried because they just turn on their red lights and That's they right. seem to be able to go anywhere they want to. <laughs> So uh, any idea when that's going to happen? Yeah, I think we'll be in there uh, probably January. It's, they're un- it's under construction right now. It, okay. They're out actively working on uh, renovating it and modifying it to make it work for us. So. And it's right behind the Greenway. Right mm-hmm. next to the Greenway, yeah. So is that uh, going to give you well you've been able to do that over at barfield yeah anyway. it's we have a trailhead at barfield but if we any of our staff wanted to hop on or if people wanted to walk to us via greenway it's something we would encourage now is there anything new in the greenway or th- that you're foreseeing in the future uh, any new types of events i mean when melinda came up with this uh art uh, art festival on the greenway uh, oh i i don't get to take credit for coming up with it it was it was there before i it started much but, before. it started over i think at the stones river yes it the, did uh, it did at and the I trailhead think, i think um, we decided the logistics of it being it was over there challenge. was challenging yes so old fort park was much better for the artists to get in and out and i think what you remember is when melinda took it over she really took it to the next level and you could say that a lot about what she's touched as far as her marketing efforts and everything have just been taken to the next level because of her work and her understanding of what we do and her passion for it, too. Yeah, very definitely. Now, we have about a minute left in our program. Uh, anything that we have left out that we need to touch on because tomorrow is a big day yeah. for everybody. We've talked about the 4th of July, and there's tons that we haven't talked about. Uh, but if anybody wants to see what's going on um, Go to MurfreesboroParks.com, and we have a comprehensive list of everything that's happening, a calendar. You can see all of our facilities. And I just want to take the opportunity, uh, Bart, if I could, just to thank these two people with me. Uh, they've been the best to work with. And 
really uh, our department's success has hinged a lot on what they've done and what they've brought to the table and the passion uh, that they bring every single day. Very definitely. Steve Toombs and Belinda Tate, our hats off to both of you. Thank you for all that you have done for the city of Murfreesboro. And now enjoy being a regular resident in Murfreesboro. And that does not mean you're going to not be able to go to these great events that you all got started. Yeah. And so Look, to. Looking forward to it. You all have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on this uh, day before the 4th of July. And, of course, the fun is tomorrow. You said 4.30 you need to start getting there? Uh, anybody can get there. We'll have music going at 4. There will be food options. The fountains have a tremendous uh, amount of uh, shopping you know, opportunities. So we'll have it slow opening at 4, but you just want to make sure Medical Center closes at 8.30. So I'd be uh, there well in advance of yeah, that. Very definitely. Thanks again. Nate Williams visiting with us, along with Steve Toombs and Melinda Tate from Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department. We'll see you tomorrow at the Celebration Under the Stars. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hello, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Often when a man or woman finish pre-planning their funerals with me, I hear, we should have done this 10 years ago. Or, I thought about doing this years ago, but just never got around to it. Seems that we often put off the inevitable for ourselves. As one wise pastor put it, it's never too late to do what's right. Why not mark down on your calendar to call me to talk about your funeral needs at 615-893-2422. It's never too late. Hey, time now to take a look at death notices. Jeffrey Allen Sanford, age 73, of Murfreesboro, passed away Friday, June the 30th. He was a native of Robinson, Illinois, and was preceded in death by his parents, Dan H. Sanford and Mary Sanford's sister, Barbara Wynn. Mr. Sanford attended Murfreesboro Missionary Baptist Church and served for many years as the U.S. President and a board member for the International Christian Chamber of Commerce. He was a retired CPA, served in the U.S. Army, and the owner of IT That Works. He is survived by his wife, Donna Sanford, children, Drew Sanford and wife, Christy, Lori Myers, Daniel Housh, and wife, Alyssa, grandchildren, and a host of other family members. Celebration of Life Service will be 7 p.m. Wednesday, July the 5th, at Greenhouse Ministries. Woodfin Memorial Chapel, in charge of arrangements for Jeffrey Allen Sanford. Kevin Weems Clark, age 55, passed away on July the 1st. He was a native and lifelong resident of Rutherford County. Kevin worked as a welder for Hennessy Company. Kevin had a big heart and beautiful smile. He also loved riding motorcycles. Kevin was preceded in death by his father, Lester W. Clark, survived by his mother, Myra A. Clark, wife, Nancy Clark of Christiana, sister, Lucretia Gregg, and niece, Olivia Gregg. Visitation with the family will be from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. Thursday, July the 6th at Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. A chapel service will be held 10 a.m. on Friday, July the 7th at the chapel. Burial will follow at Roselawn Memorial Gardens for Kevin Weems Clark. Jennings and Ayers in charge of services. 
I'm Steve Thornton. Murfreesboro Funeral Home and Cremation Services. People that come in to pre-plan their funerals and put it down in writing makes it a whole lot easier on the children at the time of their death. Keith Stapleton, manager of the Murfreesboro Funeral Home. Visit MurfreesboroFuneralHome.com. Ernest Akins passed away June the 26th. Viewing Friday, July the 7th, 1 p.m. till 5 p.m. at Scales and Sons Funeral Home. Visitation with the family will be Saturday, July the 8th, 10 a.m. till 11 a.m., Spring Hill Missionary Baptist Church in Murfreesboro. Celebration of Life, Saturday, July the 8th, 11 a.m., Spring Hill Missionary Baptist Church. Service of committal and internment, Saturday, Sand Hill Cemetery, Laverne, Tennessee. These are the arrangements today for Mr. Ernest Aikens, Scales and Sons, in charge of these services. Larry Lee McFarlane, age 83, of Murfreesboro, passed away on June the 25th. He was predeceased by parents Mary Frances Parker and Walter Dale McFarlane of Brentwood and his brother, Dr. Dale McFarlane. He is survived by his ex-wife of 53 years, Meredith Martin McFarlane of Murfreesboro, his twin sister, Linda Frances McFarlane of Brentwood, his sister-in-law, Judy Lloyd McFarlane of Dundee, New York. A host of other family members survived. Memorial gifts may be made to St. Mark's United Methodist Church at MTSU Biology Department. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home is handling the Celebration of Life Memorial Service at St. Mark's United Methodist Church on Rutherford Boulevard in Murfreesboro on Tuesday, July the 11th. Visitation is from 4 p.m. till 6 p.m. The service begins at 6.30 p.m. for Larry Lee McFarlane. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home in charge of services. This will conclude today's obituaries for WGNS Radio. I'm Steve Thornton. We're broadcasting today from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, your power supply since 1936. A funeral is a time for remembering, but it's also a chance to celebrate a life with friends, family, and loved ones. It takes a family to comfort a family. We are here for you. I'm Shannon Whitfin Parsons with Whitfin Funeral Chapels and Cremation Services, Murfreesboro and Smyrna, serving you and your family since 1893. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. Sometimes what couples think is a parenting problem is really a marriage issue. Let me illustrate what I mean with a common disagreement between many husbands and wives. One spouse believes it's important for children to maintain high standards at school. That is, homework and good grades ought to be a top priority at all times. The other spouse is a free spirit who doesn't believe good grades should be the end-all and be-all of childhood. As long as children put their best foot forward, overlook the rest. Those differing viewpoints could very well turn into conflict when report card time comes around. One parent will insist that the child is putting in plenty of effort at school. The other will believe that more should be done. What many couples don't understand is this. Although their conflict is about their child's grades, the root of their trouble is their own disunity. The solution is to find common ground and agree to an acceptable compromise. You and your spouse are unique individuals, so you won't see eye to eye on everything. And that's okay. You're not meant to. Each of you brings an important perspective to bear on your relationship. Nevertheless, even in your separateness, you can find ways to be more together than you are apart. Talk it out. Compromise. Sacrifice for each other. Figure out a standard you can both live with and come together in unity. To help your marriage thrive, visit FocusOnTheFamily.com. I'm Jim Daly. Are you a small business owner wondering if you qualify for the employee retention credit? With careful accounting, you can receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds through this federal program. 
One call to 800-315-8175 is all it takes to find out if you qualify for the employee retention credit and possibly for quick funding with one of our accredited funding partners in as little as 72 hours. Our process has been thoroughly vetted by a team of experienced tax attorneys and CPAs, and our refund specialists will work tirelessly to get you every penny your business deserves. Plus, with our exclusive audit assistance guarantee, your business is protected. 